1: I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger, man I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya.
2: Just another Manic Monday, ooh I'm gonna make myself sound real sensual, I don't know if you're ready for all this, you sharp tongue fans, it's the Sharp Tongue Show, that's it, that's what I'm going with, the Sharp Tongue Show, it is a podcast, everybody knows that, But it's also a show. What if I want to make this a live thing? I can call it the sharp-tongue show, and then it'll be a whole thing. But for now, it's a podcast, but I'm calling it the show. What do you think about that? Huh, people? Tell me what you think about it right now. You can't, because I can't hear you. That's the way technology works. Only you can hear me. Ha, 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 ha. I'm in your motherfucking ear. Isn't it so weird? Like You right now who's listening to this, and you're driving in your car. And you can hear me in your ear. And I'm just here in your ear right now. I'm not high. I swear to God, I'm not high. This sounds like... It are, I'm already off to a, a chronic start. <laughs> What's up, people? It's Monday. Uh, and that was your Monday burp. Uh, and that was your second Monday burp. It's off to a good start. You're lucky I'm not farting. Um, I am going to be at Parlour Live in Bellevue... Washington this weekend, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Parlor Live, Bellevue, Washington. Uh, damn, I'm gassy. It's from my gym. I had a shake after the gym. I'm all gassy for my shake. So come on out if you're in Washington and you're in Seattle, Bellevue area. Come see me live, telling jokes, paying my bills with the funny motherfucker. Bellevue, Parlor Live. Bam, come see your girl don't be shy. Yeah, I went to the gym today. If any of you are on Periscope, you have seen it. I joined Periscope and I, um, Periscoped myself on the lipical, lipical. Oh no, it wasn't the lipical machine. It was the Stairmaster. Fuck that. It's so easy to tear yourself apart. It's so easy to just destroy your body. Isn't isn't that just just the irony of life? Like it's so easy to fuck everything up. You just gorge on burgers and 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 pizza, heroin, alcohol, whatever your whatever your vice is. You gorge. Out. It's so easy to fuck yourself up and it's so damn hard to get healthy. I'm not saying I I've never done heroin. I like pizza. Pizza sometimes makes me feel like I'm on heroin because I'll honestly just buy pizza and just eat that for three meals there's been a few days in my life where i've had pizza for breakfast lunch and dinner and i'm a grown-ass lady and i think that's just fine you know you gotta you, you buy the pizza you get the fresh one and that can last you two meals and then you order another one for nighttime have half of it at night and then the next day you got breakfast <laughs> but the gym, I'm back in the gym i'm back in the gym I, talking to leo flowers was it last week we had him on it really motivated me. He's, he's, he's trained with me before, but I'm about keeping myself healthy and I want that big ass ghetto booty. I'm not going to lie. I mean, half of it is health. The other half is vanity. I'm a goddamn American. You know, I'm not trying to pretend I'm something I'm not. I want to, I want a Jennifer Lopez ass. I want an ass so nice. Jennifer Lopez goes, Ooh, damn. She's like, look at that girl. Look at that body. Look at that. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know how, I don't know the words to that song. And you know what's really funny is I, I interviewed Adam Ray. Not for this episode, but he's gonna be on next week and him and I try to sing that song. Is that a J-Lo song? Oh the girls in the party, look at that party, every little little song, a sop, la sop, It's probably not even a J-Lo song, but I want that J-Lo ass. I wanna make JLo's los tur- head turn and be like, oh damn. I gotta pass the ass crown. I gotta pass the ass crown to Jesse Peluso. And she comes over and she puts the crown right on my ass, and my ass thanks her. My ass speaks Spanish. <laughs> my ass is like gracias, gracias, mi amiga. I don't know why my ass sounds like an older woman. I thank you, gracias por mi reward. Yeah, but I'm about that. I'm about that booty life, and you know, flexibility and all that other bullshit. I had my BMI tested. I'm nineteen percent. Nineteen percent of my weight is body fat, and apparently that's normal for who I am as a person, as an individual. My resting heart rate is forty-seven. I don't know what that means. I think that means I'm dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a really low resting heart rate. That means I'm uh, the marijuana's working. Because in New York City, there's no way my resting heart, weight, heart rate was 47. Did Elmer Fudd just take over? My resting heart weight. In New York, it's much more stressful. There's no way it was 47. It was probably like 132.56. Fifty-six! Yeah, so I, I, I was working out in the gym. And damn, there's so many good-looking dudes in my gym. I can't even... I can't even function. These motherfuckers walking around looking like goddamn Vikings. With your man bun. You better watch yourself with that man bun. Don't be doing squats and your man bun's point staring me right in the eyes. Your man bun's flirting with me. It's not right. I'm over here looking like Mickey Rorick after a really bad bender. It's just fucked up. This guy was walking around the gym today and I felt like such a pervert. I just was trying to get a, a, a sniff of his scent. Just to see if he had those manly pheromones. That's not to say if he didn't smell good, I wouldn't throw, you know, a little flirt at him. But still, smell is everything. You can't come up to me smelling like a garbage man. It's so confusing when a dude smells bad, but he looks good. That The confusion that happens in your loins. You're like, I want to mate, but I'm disgusted, but I still would mate with this person. I'm just going to have to, you know, accept a couple defeats in my standards list. <laughs> But when a dude looks good and he smells good, oh fuck you! I like a dude to smell like earth, like really good earth, like earth and musk. I don't even like I don't even like the word musk. I think it represents something. It's, it, to me, it sounds like the scent that a dusty animal gives off in the wild when it's endangered, when it's in danger, like if if, if it's being attacked. Musk sounds like a scent that comes, you know, right out of an antelope's asshole. But I want my man to smell like that, you know, like he can handle himself in nature. (laughs) I'm sitting alone in my bathtub right now because I really like the acoustics talking about how I want a man to smell like antelope ass. Why am I single? Because I choose to. It's a choice. It's a choice. Being single is a choice. Okay, everybody, let's not argue over that. I had a funny conversation with my mom today. Um, We were talking about cleaning out her attic and her basement. Because, you know, she's a a mature woman who's accumulated some items throughout her life. Hoarder. I mean, I'm not going to say that she has too much stuff. Oh my God, she's such a hoarder. But still, she has like 37 ab machines in the basement. She's never used one. I think we have the first treadmill that was ever made in our basement it's just like a chain link over tires (laughs) she literally has like 17 ab machines she used to just buy them all the time well that looks good and never use them why don't i have abs she would just buy it and hope that the abs would come with it so we're trying to clean out her basement I, i was trying to you know coerce her into the idea of cleaning everything out And I was like, let's clean out the attic. Let's clean out the basement. she's like, it's all your shit. You can do what you want. It's not my stuff. I don't give a shit. She likes to swear a lot now these days. I don't care. It's all your shit. It's none of my shit, by the way. None of mine. Nope. Like I said before, the cellar's full of jars. You know, she collects jars. Bitch hasn't made a jar of jelly in her life. She hasn't made one goddamn jar of marmalade, but she collects them like she owns a jelly store. (laughs) Normally is a funny word she has so much shit in the basement she just got records with water damage that's all my shit okay nancy yeah because i collect Engelbert hum- humperdink records yeah okay oh yeah because i love abba i'm really collecting abba records hey i'm a big fan of the moody moody blues is that what they're called oh yeah doobie brothers love them collecting collecting all of it So I was just, you know, we were talking about that and I was trying to get her excited about the idea of cleaning stuff out and just, you know, let go and let God really don't need shit. Everyone has so much shit. You don't need to have so much shit. Let it go. Let it go. Live your life. Be free. Carry your world on your back. This bitch is down there collecting ab machines. So we were talking about that and then I, you know, was telling her how. She was talking about, you know, she still has a mortgage. She's still trying to pay off the house. And, and ideally, this whole career would be so rewarding for me if within this career I'm able to pay off my mom's mortgage. You know, I want to be able to take care of my parents. And she's got, you know, a, a good chunk of change still left on the mortgage. And I told her, I was like, you know, once I get a show and once I sell my book, I'll take care of you. Nobody's going to have to worry. I am mean, you know, I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to take you on trips. And I was like, don't you want to go to Italy, mom? And she goes, without missing a beat, well, to be honest, cleaning out the basement excites me more. (laughs) I'd really... You know what really would make me proud? If you got rid of all the goddamn ab machines. All your shit in the basement. I don't want to see the Amalfi Coast. I just want to see my basement floor. (laughs) god bless you nancy finley oh so good so so good I, and um the weekend came and went you know how i spent my fucking friday night at a grocery store living the single life ballin'. got that expensive almond milk y'all living that fancy lifestyle yo i got cheese i got cheese fancy cheeses um yeah i spent my friday night in a grocery store i mean not the whole night like a good majority of it though And, you know, a bunch of people were coming in buying alcohol for their various parties. And I was walking out with 14 tubs of yogurt and dog food. (laughs) I was happy as a clam. You know what? I got a grocery store right near my apartment. I rode my bike there. I bought groceries and I rode my bike home like a goddamn grown-ass woman. And I was fine with that. No plans on a Friday night? Well, fuck you, world. I'm going to stay at my apartment and snuggle my dogs who love me unconditionally. They see me at my worst and they still want to lick my face. What more do you need out of life? Um, so fuck you. Fuck you people with busy plans. I actually did. I have fun last night. Was it last night? I went to the Laugh Factory or s- Saturday night. It was Saturday night I went to Laugh Factory. Maybe it was last night. I don't even know what day it is. Um, I went to the Laugh Factory to meet my friend Dom Irera, who's been on this podcast before. And my friend Thomas Dale, who's also been on this podcast. See, I'm actually interviewing my real friends. And Justin Martindale, who's another comic. And Brad Williams, who I'm going to have on this podcast. All comics. We were all hanging out. It was a lot of fun. I posted the picture on Instagram. It's always nice to just hang with the people who share the same career as you. So we were just busting each other's balls, hanging out at the Laugh Factory. So I had a little bit of a social life this weekend, okay guys? So fuck yeah. Don't be such judgmental. Get all your shit out of the goddamn basement, Jissy me. Um, I didn't, I didn't really know this person who I interviewed for this episode of the Sharp Tongue Show. This week's interviewee is Lori Kilmartin. I knew of her, I just didn't know her personally. So, so she's my first guest that I'm not necessarily close friends with, but her and I did a show together at the Westside Theater in Santa Monica a couple months ago, and she's just so smart and funny. And, you know, she's had highs and lows in this career like everybody, and she's a writer for Conan. She was on Last Comic Standing. She's had a bread roll thrown at her face while she was on stage. So in my mind, you know, she's a a warrior, really. She's a survivor of the comedy world. (laughs) And, you know, I just, I love supporting the ladies. I'm all about it, especially the funny ladies, and she is hilarious, and we had a really fun time chatting. We met in a bar. I mean, she's Irish. What do you want from me? You want to interview an Irish person, you have to do it in a bar. Horrible accent. I apologize to all the Irish people out there. But, you know, sure and tis your lucky day. I hope you enjoy my interview with Laurie Kilmartin.
1: My travel equipment. And I love rolling. Yeah. I
2: just, you know, this is easy. You just go bring it on the road and that's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sound, like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, the sound, you won't hear it. Oh, that's, a, that's great. Unless, like, somebody, you know, so. Why, why do some
0: people have... <laughs> like padded cells that you walk into, like tombs. They're and they're so freaked out about yeah, the sound if very, you could just do this. You know,
2: to me, it's like I don't care if you hear ambient noise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I want people either. to Think I have a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather people think I have a life than think I'm yeah. in a, just a tube.
0: Yeah. 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 That's
2: that's uh, soundproof. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nothing not that there's anything wrong with having a podcast in your no. garage. It it's worked very well for yeah, some. Yeah, Good for
2: you guys. I'm glad that you guys have beautiful sound. I'm <laughs> in a bar drinking alcohol with Lori K Martin. Yes. <laughs> Where um what is your last name? I was wondering what is it? It's Just, Irish. Oh. It means
0: uh, Church of Saint Martin.
2: It's weird that Kill is the for
0: sure yeah, it means the prefix. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kill means church of?
2: Yeah. Or son
0: of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. So are you like Irish-Irish or you like Irish-American? Uh, Irish-American. My dad is 100% Irish. This is weird. I'm just researching all this stuff because I'm going to Ireland with my son this summer. First time? First time. And we're going to go. My dad died last year. So we... R.I.P. Pops. Sorry yes. to hear that. Thank you very much. Um, I'm over it. It's hilarious.
2: <laughs> uh... <laughs> See, the thing is, with com- comedians, we just, things like that, we find a way. It's almost like you kind of do like an internal
0: Yes, because you're like, material. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're this I are I'm going to find something. are constantly some. <laughs> writing jokes during your process. I don't even know that we ever fully feel anything. At some point, you're just, like, crafting. <laughs> and ideally, it would fit in a tweet that <laughs> yes. you can then turn into a bin. But, um... So we're going to take his ashes and go to all the places my dad's uh, grandparents are from because that's they came really over, great. like in the famine years in the mid 1800s and drop a little bit of my dad everywhere. What a great idea. Yeah, I'm kind of psyched. So I've been doing a lot of research so yeah anyway. on what like have you done ancestry.com I'm on ancestry and just all the the towns that that his people are from mostly Cork which is uh the southeast of uh, Ireland it's all southern Ireland like the the republic of ireland not northern ireland
2: and how old is your son he's eight eight yeah damn he's going to ireland does he even understand like how dope that is no he doesn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like he doesn't i'm gonna pay for the bastard to go too <laughs> i know what's his name his name's atticus At- yo that's a good name yeah it's a cool name but he'll it, it, i mean it's just me me and him in ireland this whole for two whole weeks atticus it's, atticus Kilmartin. His last name is his dad's last name, and I'd rather not say it. Yeah, let's it, not say his last name. Mail. No. <laughs> 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 Just to give him some anonymity so he doesn't... Uh, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Atticus is enough.
2: Yeah. He doesn't even need a last name. <laughs>
0: no. And so are you going to do any work? Or are you just going to, like, literally... I don't know. I, I emailed a couple of Irish comics about maybe doing... Like, I'd love to do an open mic. Just someplace That'd to be just great. see if anything's translated, you know, or just to not to get rusty. Yeah. Um, but if I don't, that's okay, too. Because I've, I've always been guilty my whole life of, like, I'm not going to a place unless I attach a gig to it. So nothing's ever really a vacation where I just sort of... Of completely let go of stand up, or you know, a to-do list of things I have to get done. That's and, how I feel too. Like yeah. I
2: anywhere I travel to, I want to work. Yeah, it seems like such a wasted it opportunity. It's like such a waste. Like, yeah. and do you get like? Because I know you have hiatus from working when yeah. you when you're on Conan, you have hiatus. Yeah, don't you go crazy? I know you go on the road, but. Yeah. But what I'm getting to is like If I ha- I've had like four days off Because of the weekend And my sister was in town And Memorial Day And all that Yeah By like day two or three Not even three By day The night of day two I'm antsy Yeah Like I want to be On the road But then when I'm on the road I'm like Oh, get me home I know
0: same here Same here Especially when you're home and not working, that's really and, and like to be home at night in your house where you live is. is you, I feel like such a loser. I'm like, I, I save tweets till two in the morning, so it looks like I was out or something. Like I can't, I can't bear that I, I'm at home. You know? Yeah. But I did go a couple of years ago. I went to Japan on a vacation, just by, by myself went to for Japan. two weeks. For vacation. And I heard there was a, a gig there, but they were closed for Christmas. So that I, I just thought, maybe I'll try and do something. But I ended up not doing any stand-up at all. and just going to jazz most mostly every night. <laughs> and it was awesome. It I was bet that really was amazing. Awesome. And I think when you're totally taken out of your environment, then you lose that, I, I only exist if I'm a stand-up. And you just become you a co- you know, traveler, of like, yeah. a tourist, and you're taking taking in and all that kind of stuff. See, that's hard to do, though. And I, I
2: wanted to go to Japan And I hear that there's obviously American bases out there. Yeah, yeah. And so in my mind, I'm doing the thing where it's like, well, let's just book a gig.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I
2: mean, it is. we do have that kind of career where it's kind of beneficial because you can mix travel, you know, leisure and business within one trip. Yeah,
0: yeah. Kind of. But it's not... Completely vacation. It's not vacation. If you have a show that night, your brain chemistry is ruined all day. Yep. <laughs> and uh, there's that that instinct to get on a pl- the next plane after the last show and go home, even though those should be your days to enjoy Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Hang around. I hear there's a really great ice cream
3: parlor here in Ohio. Sure.
2: Let's. <laughs> <laughs> do you get out? Like when you're on the road, do you like? Uh, you know Chris Mandrola yeah. Okay, he's one of my good friends, and I got this from him. Whenever he goes into a town, or you know, w- for work, whatever yeah. city he's in, he'll Google like best waffle or best oh whatever, and he finds all these great little places. So I've acquired that habit now, and I do that when I go into cities. Do you
0: get out at all? That's cool. I I do. Um you know, it's uh, mostly now I, when I do gigs are like Friday, Saturdays, so I don't have a ton of time. But like I used to on those like thir- you know Tuesday through Sunday, oh which is God. like ninety percent of unnecessary shows. And I then know two it, good Saturday can't we
2: just shows. Smush them in. Yeah, yeah.
0: You you. The Tuesday people could come on Wednesday, yeah. even. Yeah. And, the,
2: and the Tuesday and Wednesday people, hey, there's Thursday. I know. You're I know. one day away from the weekend. I Why know. not let's celebrate it early? <laughs> Why are you so eager on Tuesday? I know. <laughs> Why do you have to have me in your Tuesday? Why do you have to ruin my life? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, it's that kind of resentment that I think the audience picks up on during the Tuesday show. <laughs>
2: They feel you not wanting them yes. to be there on a Tuesday at yeah. 7 p.m. You're like, I didn't want to be
0: here right. in Arkansas. Oh my God, so, so unnecessary. So do you get out like you? Oh, I do. I um. Do I, you bring I, openers? No, I don't. I just sort of I, I just sort of throw out my avails to people when I get them from, from the show. Right. And then if then if people have them, I I get work. But I usually most towns I go to have their own openers. I'm not of the. Level where I can, you know, go. I got. I need this person and that person with me, and and I usually just go out for one week and come back. Right. So it's not like a, I'm going out for several weeks and just want to hang out with them. But when I see Facebook pictures of you and Marcel, I'm like, oh, that looks so fun, just hanging out with a friend. It's it's nice to like
2: because you know as a woman, yeah, I've never been that like female comic where I'm like, oh, it's so hard to be a female comic. I don't do that whole damsel in distress thing. Yeah. But usually we're the only. Chick there, yes, yeah. It's us in like either an old opener, some yeah. road dog that's yeah. been doing it forever, and yeah. like some young, younger male comic yeah. that opens up for us. And you know, I love meeting new people. I love all that. But I, there's something about having somebody who knows you on yeah, the road that totally. sort of just makes the show go better.
0: Yeah, and first of all, I'm tired of new people. Like, <laughs> you I, you know, I'm like already in a new town. Like I gotta meet, everything's gotta be new. Can one thing be old, tried and Can true, one please? Thing Besides my know. act, <laughs> <laughs> which is comforting me. <laughs> I feel like an old slipper. It's the only thing that I know. <laughs> like an old slipper. Yes. The waiter's here. Hey. Hi, wow, waiter. I'm just drinking right, right now. now. We're drinking. We will tip like we ate. We'll tip like we ate a, we'll meal, like we ate a whole sure meal. If you need anything, just like five me down yeah, you
2: me. we're good. Thank we're just you. drinking alcohol. You got honey yeah, honey. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, I chewing do. <laughs> on a podcast has got to be the worst. podcast. Oh my god, eating food on a podcast—that's so gross. <laughs> I'm just drinking tequila <laughs> or vodka. I don't know what it is at this point. Oh my gosh!
0: See, that's th- I always see you guys in Vegas with giant <laughs> glasses of fluid in your hands, and I'm like, that is the way to do the road. I never did the road like that. Oh, I just,
2: you know, I really and, and to have Marcella because she she opens for me a lot. Yeah. And you know, Marcella, you're she's friends great. with her. She's, she's great. She's great. And it's it's good to have somebody on the road who knows your stand up. Yeah. And is like you did this joke different this time. It like yes. knows your jokes and yeah. you can actually like workshop and yeah. and work on your yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I don't really do. I mean, I tape my sets, but I don't really work on it. Like, yeah. do you at this point? Do you still tape yourself? Do
0: you tape yourself every time? I do tape, tape yeah. and um, you know, sometimes I binge listen, but it's hard to you know, oh. it's just hard to hear your own voice. And it I is. feel sorry for the people if there's anyone still listening to this podcast. <laughs> I apologize for what you're hearing right now. My no, they,
2: they have to deal with my Syracuse accent, which is just when I get really excited and out and I'm drunk, I'm like, everything's amazing. It's almost like my nasal cavity shuts down, and I'm
0: just speaking through my mouth.
2: <laughs> That's Syracuse. That's great.
0: Have you performed in Syracuse? I don't, I, maybe I did. I, I may have done a, a college gig there. I used to do the best week ever. Um, I did that show, and then we he'd sent they would send us out some of the talking head people out to do colleges. That's smart. Because there was some great comics on that show. It was smart, but we, it was done so badly, like we like there you know, we'd all do a little bit of material and then they'd show pictures of people in pop culture and we'd make jokes that we'd already written. Right. So it was not remotely spontaneous but pretend pretend like it was spontaneous. Right. You're like, I just thought of this. Yeah, but they never updated the pop culture references so like, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> What's, A- Amy Winehouse is dead but her picture pops up but like oh, maybe maybe we should just take that slide out because she yeah. killed herself I yeah, think we should probably so. we should probably get th- get rid of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just got so it could have been really cool if anyone had spent any time on it but it was it, you know nobody everyone was working on their own act they just show up for the gig and yeah. everyone does they're 15 and hopes it goes okay it and hopes it goes and well it goes home and you're like this will be the
2: one that gets me on the
0: road every weekend I just, <laughs>
2: every comic is just like I just want to be on the road every weekend And then when you get it, you're like, I just want to be home. Oh, my
0: God. You're never happy. There's no... There's no... Yes.
2: No, because then when you're home, like we said before, you're just like, am I a failure? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, and it's like when I'm home, I don't do anything exotic or fun. I'm in sweatpants. Yeah. Everything's stained because I spill (laughs) wine on myself. (laughs) And I have my dogs. It's like... I, I think my goal is when I'm home to look as disgusting as possible to make people lose their appetite so that I don't have an excuse to leave
0: right you should I think your goal should be to switch to white wine so that oh. when you do spill it won't leave a stain. It's only that little weird ring that like it looks like an amoeba <laughs> on your shirt. I see you already have switched and-
2: <laughs> i've already I've already tested that out, kill martin, and it doesn't work. It's not a foolproof plan um do you uh so this whole like I know it's it's passé news, mm-hmm. but this whole female comedy thing. I always like to ask my female friends about yeah. being a chick comic because, like I said, I'm not. I just say I'm a comic. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I yeah. don't. I I think differentiating it makes it a bigger issue. Like, do you have any stories or anything that sort of happened to you where like being a female comic came
0: into play as a problem or? I don't know. I- you know nothing overt. No, yeah. Nobody ever said you didn't get this because you're a woman, but right? I, I do think there's some, you know, that's to sound like a, a, you know, a women's studies major, but there is just a sort of a systemic sort of um, we're not used to women doing this sort of right. thing that you kind of bump into, and it's unconscious on all parts. I, I I I've never encountered overt sexism in my face. Sometimes people in the audience, like just last week. You know, I don't like female comics, but I like you. That sort of thing. That still happens. And a and the, and it was a woman who said when I went on the website and I saw it was a woman comic, I, she almost didn't come. And I'm like, I wonder if that happens enough where it would affect bookings. I bet it, I. You it know? has and then, to. And then that is going to affect me, but no one knows why. Right. If, if they just go, you're not a draw. Is it? You, you know, there's there's so many things you can't really. You can't control. You can't control, and you can't know that. I, I, I don't know what to think about it. Like, I, I, when I, you really think about it, you can be full of rage if you compare your your career to con, like male comics. You feel like you're an equal to, right? And that doesn't help you anyway. No, any because kind of it's then it's like you can't. You it, just get you better. can't control it, and yeah. it's just like whatever. So you just have, all you can control is how funny you are, and you know, and um, and how I guess how hard you work. Yeah. And hopefully that will work out. And usually that does, but. I think I, so too. I have to say, I, I don't have any good hard answers. It's it's kind of a it's kind of like a cloudy issue. It's a cloudy issue because it's
2: like we're in this great place now where being a female comedian or comedic actress, it's yeah. it's coming out of that area of being a commodity and sort of just coming into this um, thing now in the industry where it's it's. Uh, People like it. people like yeah. it and there's yeah. a lot of women that are yes. working and, and yeah. that are
0: influential and funny you know like yeah, Tina Fey and one. Melissa McCartney yeah I, like, I think a generation ago it would have been in just Tina Fey and like all right that's it you got Tina Fey right <laughs> and it's Amy Poehler and it's Amy Schumer and it's Minnie Kaling and it's like, boom, boom boom Chelsea boom, boom, boom. and yes and Melissa McCarthy And
2: so it's like we're coming out of that being that, that, that thing like where it's like oh we just have, we have the one girl it's yeah. enough that's yeah. all we need yeah. and now we're in this era where it's like no, it's women are Everyone's funny. Everyone's
0: coming through the door. Yes. Yes, we're like cockroaches now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm a little Mexican bug. You bet your ass I am.
0: <laughs> oh, is Paluso Hispanic?
2: Uh, no, but um, I've just had a lot of cockroaches in my life. Oh. <laughs> and I think of La Cucaracha, and I think that's a Mexican song, isn't it? La it Cucaracha? Is a Mexican song. Yes, yes. Yeah, no puede caminar. Yes, that's Did you all see I did how too. good my. Uh, you accent have a Syracuse was?
0: Hispanic accents. Ya no puede caminar, which means pass the salt in like, Mexican. I like how the, the downloads in South America just stopped right now. <laughs> <laughs> People have shut down iTunes. <laughs> Wait, you lived in New York? Because I lived in New York. Yeah. Where did you live? Like uh, you sh- multiple I mean, you had, places. Yes. I lived in um, I lived in Williamsburg and Park Slope before they were really nice. And then oh boy. I, lived, uh, I lived with a Russian guy on 96 in Amsterdam. That sounds sketchy. No. It you was, lived with a Russian guy? Oh, that's. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I think you meant the location. Oh, no. no location's location great. But the guy, he was great. I'm surprised that you're alive. I, I was, he was fun. He was exciting. Um the most exciting ex-boyfriend would be the Russian guy. Wow! But um, but yeah, he got it because at the time that was sort of like a Russian building. You know how there's like a, a underground Russian economy in New York. Oh yeah, people. So, a lot of people don't know, but there yeah, is. Yeah. A there's huge like huge. A mini Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> mini is right. Yeah. And so they sort of ran this one building, and so we got we got in, and we that was really fun. We had a balcony that faced Central Park. Although you know, in Amsterdam. Oh, my i so sort of overlooking Central Park but yeah. it's that way it was, it was a studio this is really tiny but it was pretty cool which could be a closet yes um, it's like when you say studio it's really relevant to the city to, to, to 400 city. square feet it was probably on the 400 square feet size but yeah it was tiny
2: what, what New York City standards qualify
0: as living spaces are offensive <laughs> <laughs> I know I <laughs> I when I, um, I I ended up buying a place in Harlem Oh, that's great. And it was, it's like 750 square feet, which is gigantic. Oh my God, that's a mansion. right? And so when I, my son's father moved in with me and he's from Texas where uh, (laughs) their apartments are like 2000 square feet or something. Yeah. And it's like $200 a month. He's like, yeah. And he couldn't believe what a (laughs) shithole it was. And, And I'm like, this is pretty nice. And then he started going to other people's like really tiny studios low you know in lower parts of manhattan yeah and was like
2: oh i get it we're we're living large yeah your bathroom isn't in in your (laughs) kitchen i get it (laughs) my friend she had i'll never forget she lived in the lower east side oh my god and you know like lower east side i feel like was one of the last neighborhoods to try and catch up with the influx of people in new york because it's still like there's so many apartments in lower east side that you know when you walk in you're like this was an afterthought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, The yeah. tub. <laughs> yeah. My, my friend's apartment, she had her tub next to her kitchen sink in the living room in a shower curtain. So she had her bookcase oh in a tub with a shower curtain. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then she had her toilet was in another room next to the bed with no door. That's nuts. And one time she was sleeping in the bed with her boyfriend, and I, I stayed over because in New York, I yeah. don't know if you know this, I'm sure you lived there for a decade. I almost lived there. I was nine years. So yeah. if there's ever a snowstorm in New York and you live in a in a place where you have to travel over a bridge to get to, like mm-hmm. Brooklyn oh, or yeah. you know, even Hoboken, New Jersey, or any place where you have to go off the island of, of Manhattan, yeah. if it's a snowstorm, cabs won't take you. Right, right. They're right. like, there's no way. There's a bunch of spirits on the bridge. There's snow. I'm gonna fly off the bridge. I'm not <laughs> taking you. So I've got I got stranded one night and and I had to take a shit. <laughs> in my friend's apartment you know with the tub in the kitchen in yeah next to the bookcase and her bath her toilet next to her bed and i was sleeping on the couch and i went into past her bedroom went into the bathroom in her bedroom you say bedroom i, I say but be- it was a closet okay <laughs> it was a place a s- the
0: toilet is next to the bed
2: yes okay in the closet and the only space oh. in the, this okay. closet was for the bed and the toilet
0: so it's basically oh like god. you walk into this
2: room and it's just a bed and a toilet. So there's a
0: toilet, almost like a nightstand <laughs> with
2: water in it. She had
0: her socks <laughs> kept in the
2: upper the upper oh deck. My oh my god! It was all, it also served as a place for her to change her baby on top of the back of the toilet.
0: So I, I went to the bathroom and then I this thought it was a number thing. one only bathroom. <laughs> and then and yeah, you're going. I'm going number two. Yeah.
2: And I'm like three o'clock in the morning. Everyone's asleep. And so I'm like, <laughs> and it wasn't a quiet bathroom experience it was a loud one and right. so i finish up and then i stepped down it was just a couple stairs i stepped down because the toilet was raised up on stairs Oh um, <laughs> elevated
0: <laughs> truly, <laughs> a <throne. laughs> truly a throne Truly a throne.
2: and i looked to the right and the bed is right there oh my and her God. boyfriend's right there with his <laughs> eyes open wide <laughs> and he, him and i just looked into each other's souls and we didn't say anything but his oh, no. eyes said i heard what you did <laughs> And my eyes said, you're sleeping in a closet. So you're
0: welcome. (laughs) I like that you had to say, and everyone's asleep. Because there's so many people (laughs) that you have to use that pronoun.
2: New York's crazy, though. There's so many, like, apartments. I mean, I had, I lived there for nine years. I must have had, like. Eight different apartments.
0: I know. That's just what happens. That's I the know. culture. You just jump around. You jump around. The lease ends, the, the rent raises, or, or maybe you can afford a little bit something a yeah, like, little better. Yeah, you like, let me get something or, nicer. Let me get one more amenity. Yeah. Yeah. I or want, you realize, okay, I can't live in Brooklyn. Or I can't live here. Yes. I can't live here. I want to live here. I, you figure out the train you want to be on, like the club you work the most. Yes. But all that affects where you're going to, you know, try to live. Yeah. Did you?
2: Do you remember your first stand-up show ever?
0: Oh, ever in my life? Yeah. Do you oh, remember ever? Yes. It was a. Um, it was a, an open mic, and um, I'm from Northern California, so it was in. Con- oh, cr- crossing off questions <laughs> like uh, Barbara Walters over here. Um, <laughs> I got my list, and I'm just crossing it off I'm keepin', keepin um, and keeping keeping tabs. And this guy, the guy that brought me up, was named Tree. He was this Bay Area comic, and he was—he would destroy, especially. His name was Tree, Tree, and he was—he looked like a, um, depending on your bent, a Nazi or he looked gay because he wore um, black, just very tight black leather chaps, and and he was super white, and his head was shaved, and he had very blue eyes. So wow, he—he looked like a gay Nazi, but. You couldn't have... That wouldn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's one or the other. But he would he would destroy in, like, um, Stockton and Modesto, especially because that's where those type of, type of people live unironically. You know, like the Sons of Anarchy kind yes, of crowd. That's yes. kind of what he looked like. And he was really nice. He, and he just... He was pretty dirty, but he was a very nice guy. And so he... As a host, he was dirty? He, oh, I don't remember if he's... I know as a headliner, he was filthy, and he would... Cr- Crush, <laughs> crush, <laughs> but um, so he just told the crowd that it was my first time, and he would uh, beat anyone who heckled me, and it was great. It's coming from him, it looked like a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like he could follow through on this. Yes, and I was my day job. I was working. Um, I was telemarketing. For, um the Oakland Tribune <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so the, a lot of people from that that place were there and so I had a really good set it was fun and then uh, then you know as I think it happens with a lot of comics the first time's really good and then the next 50 times <laughs> and are then the next four movie. years yes. you're like I should have went to college. Yes, but you in your head you only remember that good set. And you you're do. like, That's my true self. When is the rest of my? When does
2: everything else fall catch into place? Up. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's like you get that. You're like, oh, this is good. No, no, yeah. I, I can do this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can do this. Yeah.
2: And then it's and then you really have to, you know, grin and bear all the pain and failure after that.
0: Isn't it weird too? How for a while you don't know why things are getting laughs. Yeah. You're like. You're, you're, it's, so it feels like luck every time. Yep. And then you start to go, oh, it's because I have my face turned this way here, and I had it turned this way here, and so I got, you know, it, like you start to. Rootin- to figure out the mechanics, you might be doing instinctually without knowing what they are. Yes. you know, like how you how you tell the joke and how you move when you tell it and stuff. It's very technical. Yeah, but the first couple of years, you're like, how do how do I replicate that? Like you don't know how to replicate. Right, it because you there's no experience. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's terrifying,
2: and you just and you're just you go out and you just
0: blech. every yeah, time you just you're like crush blech. your fingers
2: and hope. You're like, let's just. I hope I remember my jokes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, it, and when it works, you don't know why. And when it doesn't work, you don't know why. And then it takes a while to start to go, oh, and like know to why pads aren't working and yeah. why they are. Yeah.
2: That's a, I, I remember my first show, I was 19 in Boston and my dad was there. In, at where? In Boston. Okay. The Cantab Lounge. And okay. um, where is that? I think that's Cambridge. Okay. My dad was there, and um, it's on videotape. Oh, that's great. And it's, it's great, but
0: it's horrible. Yeah, of course, but that's why it's great. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't horrible, it wouldn't be great.
2: <laughs> it's just like I have five minutes on plane, on, on flying on airplanes. Oh,
1: my God, that's even
2: greater. <laughs> I'm talking about like air, airplane bathrooms.
0: <laughs> well, there's a theme in your life, and uh, you are unsatisfied with the lavatory no matter where you are.
2: You know what? I'm always I'm always crapping in the smallest places. I'm never I'm never
0: in the place where the bathroom is very nice. I hope for you the kind of success where you can crap in the best bathroom possible. That's what I wish for you, Jesse. you were gonna
2: say that. My cousin has a gold toilet. No,
0: is your cousin Saddam Hussein? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God. I mean, it's like it's like plastic gold, but okay. still, it looks gold. Yeah. And I, that's the kind of success I want. I want, but I want it to be like real gold when you sit, and it's so cold because
0: it's like solid gold. Oh man. I want to crap in gold. I, going back to Japan, and I have a joke about this, but I, but they do actually have heated toilet seats, and they're common. They're like in public restrooms, or all over the place, and they feel so good, but. <laughs> You just sit and go, "Ah. Oh. It's like nice and warm." Yeah. See, when I sit down in a warm
2: toilet seat, I'm like, "Someone's ass was just here." I, that's like, that's kind of my joke. Is a Yeah. Amazing.
0: <laughs> Cuz it was startling. Oh, that's so like amazing. they don't warn you. You do go, "What happened?" Yeah, then it's really nice. That's amazing. But now you've got to go to Japan.
2: Now I, I want to go to Japan. Yeah. I've, I've been dying you to You should go. have like
0: a sub podcast where you review bathrooms. On I the should.
2: road, I could just be like a toilet. Yeah, like you a could Yelp. do it from the toilet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> could be like a quick five-minute podcast.
2: Oh, it's like two minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> <She would> <laughs> evaluate. <laughs> I um, yeah, I have. I, you know, and women's bathrooms tend to be the grossest.
0: Yeah, they are. And women are just slobs. Well, you know, I think most women are, but all you need is one disgusting pig, and you're like, oh, come on.
2: <laughs> it, and then it, but then it just, like, snowballs. It's
0: gross. Yeah. It's, it's, then yeah. everyone's
2: like, oh, well, she's yeah. not going to be clean. I'm not yeah. going to be clean. Yeah. But I've gone into men's bathrooms, and it, and I've been pleasantly surprised. They do have
0: less to deal with. They yeah. Do have less,
2: and they have less chatting and stuff to
0: prep. Right, right, right. We tuck and pull and... and and we, Paint. we, you know, we do get to, you have a little room. Like, once you close a door, you actually do have a little bedroom. You're me a do. little place. Yep. And where are you mo- most disgusting than when you're by yourself in <laughs> private, right? <laughs> so guys are, like, on view the whole time unless, you know, more than we are. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Oh, my God. You've probably talked about this a thousand times. I don't know why talking about the toilet made me think of this. Someone threw bread at your face.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... You were on stage. stage. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's on and th- there's a video of it. Yeah, I
0: checked the video. You did? Yeah, I just was videotaping the set t- just to right have as you and said. not watch ever. <laughs> to to <tape laughs> hate yourself later yes. at home
2: when you're wondering why you're
0: home. Yeah, and then then I was like, "Oh, please God, let this let this video let the camera be videotaping this." You
2: got you Actually, you can see the bread hitting your yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a hard dinner. It was role. a hard
0: roll. Yeah. They threw was it? Was it? Is it? Was it at stand up? It was at um, no. It was. Um, it was in San Antonio, uh, at um, the River Center Comedy Club, which is the old. There, they have like two clubs. They have LOL, which is their new one, and River Center is their old one. So,
2: was this a showcase show, or were you headlining? I was headlining.
0: Yeah, it was January first. It was like the day after New Year's.
2: How far into your set?
0: I'm going to, s- I'm like half hour. I, w- I had done a joke about loving bread. And by the way, it's such an old joke, but I was, I, I was like, I need, you know, you know, you start going, I don't have enough material for these people.
1: Yes. Well, let me well, dig let into, me the, go into the way back machine. <laughs> let
2: me dust some shit off.
0: So yeah. So I had that and I just did that joke. And then somebody um, thought it would be funny to throw bread at me. And that was, it hit you in the face. It hit me in your it, forehead. Right. Think it hit, I, I think it might have hit me in the shoulder. Okay. But I, it did bounce off of yeah, me. I mean, yeah, but it, it was a hard dinner roll. Yeah, it was a hard roll. And uh, it scared <laughs> the shit out of me. Because, you, you know, when the lights are in your eyes, it's not like you can see. You just you see an object. It could, projectile it could be a bomb. Yeah. You don't know. It It could be a bullet from a howitzer that the audience member was allowed to bring in. <laughs> you know, or am sure howitzers don't have bullets. I don't know. I'm not a gun person. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> What what did you do? I just sort of went with it because I, I I um. Did you finish your set? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, That's a pro. Yeah, but it wasn't. It didn't. He was tr- since he was trying to be funny. I sort of just kind of broke it down, you know, and right. and got some reasonable laughs on it, and then continued on. I didn't like have them removed or anything.
2: You didn't have the dinner. The dinner no, roll. No 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 no.
0: Pr- projectile person. No. Wow. No. I have asked for people to be removed but I haven't. Okay, so that now
2: one. what and now at a Lori Kilmartin show where yeah. she has been a- assaulted with bread <laughs> and that wasn't enough to get you kicked out what gets you kicked out at a Lori Kilmartin <laughs> Inter- show.
0: Constant interrupting. Or just so so drunk where yeah, it's constant interrupting where I can't get the joke out. Like the guy threw bread at me and then I started talking to him, but he, he let me talk And then I just sort of trashed him as he, you know, (laughs) each answer, you know, then they dig a bigger hole for themselves. They sure do. Uh, Then it's, it's to me, that's, fine i love any sort of interaction like that and
2: even when it when you can deviate off of your yes, normal set, yes. it's so fun oh my
0: god yeah that's my favorite it's thing. so
2: fun when I, it's organic
0: when i look at doing my whole act as a failure <laughs> i'm like <laughs> I, I i didn't connect with this crowd so i'm just gonna do <laughs> jokes with them i'd much rather i'd much rather do a joke and then go into the audience and then do a little there and then come back to a joke yes. if i have to i love that yeah that's I love the that. most fun
2: and so did, did you when when the when the bread hit you? <laughs> did you feel any rage inside?
0: Um no. I didn't. I don't know why. I mean, I have felt rage before, but I didn't feel rage cuz I, uh, I I no. I was just hoping wow. the camera was on cuz I was like And you're I, like,
2: "Well, bam, there's my Yeah, uh, there's that's, a there's a video that I'm going to for Thank if, you, sir." Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's a talking point. Not
0: that I want people to start um Throwing you know, carbs, at throwing you? things at me if they notice I put a camera <laughs> up. <But laughs> so Especially not carbs. I mean, thre- at least on. a lean protein.
2: Give me, give me like some halibut. <laughs> <laughs> a lean protein. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get some garbanzo yeah. beans, <laughs> <a> grilled salmon. <laughs> We're heading into
0: bikini season. Don't be,
2: don't be an asshole. <laughs>
0: That's
2: insane. Yeah, and and I I did a show. I was in Utah salt lake city well west valley city utah yeah which is just you know close to salt lake city yeah and marcella was opening for me and she didn't she didn't see this woman but when i got on stage there's a woman breastfeeding (laughs) what the what (laughs) oh my god four months old no neck muscles on this kid yet (laughs) bobblehead (gasps) oh
0: my god in the front i don't know what to make of that like like on the one hand it's like You know, women are shamed for breastfeeding, so yay. But on the other hand, it's so inappropriate at a comedy club to have a baby at a comedy club.
2: Then you're like, maybe there's a reason women are shamed for breastfeeding. Because (laughs) if they get too much power with it, they're just whipping their tips out when they're trying to
0: work. (laughs) You're at at the G7 trying to negotiate uh, (laughs) Russia invading Ukraine, and Angela Merkel pops out a bait. No, you can't do that. I mean, in the park, even in a restaurant. Yeah, do you? But the baby, you know, the baby in uh, causes other people to be inhibited. You know, yes. they're uncomfortable around the baby, yes. and that and cha- changes the, the entire dynamic of the audience.
2: And I noticed it right when I got on stage, and I didn't say anything because I was like, if I say something, getting back to my set is going to be so hard. It is because everyone's going to be focused on the baby,
0: and it's it's also a like you almost like heck, heckler, you almost have to let them ruin your show a little bit you do and let the audience get mad at them so that when you take them down you're a hero and if yes. you go you know I'm sure you've been on stage where you're like oh this guy's gonna be a fucking pain in the ass and I want him out now but you you know the audience doesn't know that yet and if you go after them too early or have them ejected you'll just look like an asshole you look like an
2: asshole you have to let you have to let people dig
0: holes yes. for themselves yes, yes. yeah and, and, and it's and she, shitty she wasn't Interrupting! No, she wasn't, and it's a baby, so and it's you're, baby. you're with no like neck in muscles. a in a double. <laughs> I can't, I can't. It's
2: you're in a really horrible
0: position. Yeah,
2: the baby's just its so young. It's like, what's I can't. What's on my face? It's not. This
0: isn't holding up at all. It's yeah, and she might think she's a kind of a cool mom for bringing her kid to the, the comedy show right. and stuff, but it's like no. It's, you're it's just being really distracting. You're being really Maybe distracting. Maybe if you're sitting in the very back where no one can see you. Right. But to sit in the front row is to, you know, anything you as an audience member is doing to call attention to yourself, you're being an asshole. You're being an asshole. And the comic has the right to do whatever they want to right. do to you.
2: And I waited to the end, to like the last 15 minutes, and then I was like, holy shit, there's a baby in here. Oh, good. That's so smart.
0: It's always so smart to pretend like you
1: just you didn't got know? caught. Well, yes. I, I was, was watching, watching everybody. you time to formulate
2: your
0: plan <laughs> yeah. of attack.
2: Do you do that like... People don't realize as comedians, there's so many things going on. <laughs> you are not remotely
0: in the moment. You're We're
2: not. In <laughs> your whole goal is to make it appear yes. that you're in the moment.
0: Anytime, yeah, I, I think anytime you're doing an older bit, you know that you know backwards, and you don't have to be conscious to do. You're just plotting your next move, exactly. and you're. I'm using these next two minutes to kill time while I watch. Make sure this guy puts his iPhone away, and if he doesn't, then I'm gonna go after him. right? Yes. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's a weird thing for your. For you to be able to communicate and be inside your head yeah. to plan what you're going to do next.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I was doing that, you know, and, and, and people think that's... Nobody sees that. As an audience, you don't see a comic doing yeah. that. But, you know, you the waitress drops glasses or if right. somebody's loud, a cell phone rings. Yeah. And, There's so many variables... That you have to anticipate, yeah, in order to get through a 45
0: yeah. to an hour set right. on the weekends. Yeah, you 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 got you kind of have to be on top of it and go, what's worth, you know, what do I ignore, what do I, you know, put my energy to, right? Yeah,
2: and it's I think it's interesting because a lot of people, friends that I've known, especially in New York, because it's such a prevalent thing there, boxing has been equated to.
0: Doing stand up comedy. Yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. Is interesting. yeah. interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Not you have that your I moves. know much about boxing, but yeah. I don't really either. Yeah. But
2: just from what I know about it, you have your moves that you do. You've got your, you know, the jabs and all that. You have yeah, your, yeah. your standard, you know, little, I don't know what they call them. We're such girls. Like, you know, when you throw the punches, punch, punchy things. Like the punch, <laughs> the combinations. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't you feel like such a hero oh for God. thinking of that? I just, a little poop came out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is in stand-up. Like right. you have your combinations. But you're watching that guy to see what they're they're about to do. You yeah. don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And you yeah, have to anticipate.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, is he going to? If he comes this way, I have to go this way. So yeah. it's very, it's it's very similar to boxing. You're yeah. out there and you just have to like throw jabs and you hope that you can get through the match without yeah, yeah, a yeah. lady popping a tit out.
0: Yes. and then uh many of the the senior uh, (laughs) seniors end up with dementia i don't know there's so many (laughs) older comics from like what did you do (laughs) i mean there's like there you know there's certain kind of comics that are just high constantly yes and i get why because it's so lonely on the road but i'll take another drink doesn't it is not a long-term policy do you um, want another beer? Lottery? I'll have another one to have after this one. So bring it. Yes. Yeah. When yeah. Bring it now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> to dementia. You were talking about the dementia.
0: Yeah. You're just, you're just some older people that were like really with it, and they must have done some really horrible drugs, or, or at the time, wonderful <laughs> drugs.
2: <laughs> have you ever done drugs?
0: No. I I, I tried pot once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I took. Well, the, the thing was, and when like when I was in college, people only had joints, and I was I was very appalled at the thought of touching anyone's saliva with my it's, mouth. It was so gross. disgusting. So I was like, no. And then I thought, I already have an eating disorder. All I need is to be extra hungry. <laughs> like I'm, I'm already struggling. I'm good. I don't need anyone. Did you really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I almost so assume amazing. everyone does. <laughs> and, and they don't. I don't. I don't. That's a shock to me. <laughs> You're like, I don't need to be more hungry right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? If it becomes legal in California, I will try it again. I just don't want to do anything that would jeopardize the custody of my son. But That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. But if it's legal, then I'll get I'll get high constantly.
2: Yeah, because it's like whatever. <laughs> oh, what I'm just going to have
0: pot parties at my house <laughs> when I'm alone drinking wine.
2: <laughs> yes. I've never, I mean. I've smoked pot, especially moving to LA from New York. Now yeah. I've kind of like settled into that, like, okay, because you know it kind of mellows me out. Yeah, I think you know comedians tend to be a little bit more high-strung for I the agree. most part, I especially agree. women. Yeah. yeah. And so, want to thank you very much for my cocktail. Uh, it, it just kind of levels me out a little bit. But that's I've never done anything else in my life. I've never done anything else. I would love
0: to do, you know, the gu- have someone guide you while you're doing. like a hallucinogenic in the desert like that I mean that is a natural thing like mushrooms are you know I guess not acid because it's manufactured right
2: I mean but it it was manufactured
0: from something natural from nature (laughs) 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 just like nukes (laughs) Um, but I mean that does feel like that is a there that is an experience we're intended to have is the some sort of hallucinogenic mushroomy yeah. sort of thing. I think and, so too. Um, I would love to have something like that, but I'm I'm afraid of doing it. You know, I'm just I'm a I live in Burbank, like I just <laughs> I don't know how to get a mushroom, and you know, are my neighbor? You know, I have neighbors, and you know,
2: I can't You're like, just what, what, do what it. What happens when you get the mushroom? Yeah, like, do you eat the
0: whole how, mushroom? Am I at a commission? Am I? I have to. Pick my kid up at four o'clock like what Can do I, I do? conduct
2: heavy machinery? <laughs> what
0: am I, what, is Why do I have heavy machinery? That's my first question.
2: <laughs> Why is there a forklift in my kitchen? Did this happen before the mushroom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I procure it while it was high on mushrooms?
2: <laughs> Do they say to not operate heavy machinery because it's what you usually get while you're on drugs? <laughs> that's, that's such a weird thing. It's like, why? Yeah. Where? where I'm not a farmer.
0: I. <laughs> I mean, what am I, Amish? I, I, I'm guessing. I guess farmer. I mean, from what I know about the Midwest, it's like in the throes of a you know a meth. Uh, oh yeah. A meth something epidemic grip epidemic yeah. grip yes 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 so I I'm guessing
2: Syracuse as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, if I, it's I can't accuse the Midwest, even though it's the Northeast. <laughs> well, because we it kinda, sound it's like part this. of that. <laughs> <We> <laughs> say, you E County the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you see that? That is not a. That's not a tri-state accent. No, That's a. Can't. That's a.
2: <laughs> I've got a cornfield. I own cornfield.
0: Yes, that's a Midwest accent. <laughs> it's a really weird
2: accent, but there are drugs yeah. there. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I
0: don't
2: know how I escaped that whole part of my life. I never. I just never did drugs, but people around me did drugs. My yeah. friends, we used to hotbox a Geo Tracker, and drive around Syracuse. You ever, you ever no, been inside that? a Geo Tracker? No, what is it isn't. It's the smallest Jeep you'll ever okay. find. It barely fits two people. Okay. Imagine a Fiat four-wheel drive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> With eight people inside. Wow. We did that in high school, but they would pass the blunt, and I would never smoke the blunt.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: But it was high. I was probably more high than them because I was getting their carbon dioxide secondhand smoke. Yeah. And yeah. The weed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, I'm just got pure cancer clouds. Yes. And you know, whatever leftovers from their puff puff was blown out of their mouths into
0: my system. And so when did you start smoking it?
2: This morning before I came to meet
0: you. <laughs> that was your first time. No, no.
2: Um, I mean, eventually I started to smoke with them, but I never yeah. did it a lot. Yeah, I, you know, before I moved to LA, I probably could count. I, I probably could add up all the times I'd smoked weed. Yeah, without it being over a hundred.
0: Yeah. Do you like I? Even if I have a couple sips of wine, I'm. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage on stage. Not with beer, but definitely with wine. Wine is weird. It. Is that it? Because like I, I, I th- that doesn't make sense to me that wine would affect me more than beer. Well, I think it
2: has to do with the process of how it's made. Like uh, really, I, I think that the alcohol is different because of the way it's made. Because I feel the same way. Like I won't have wine before I go on stage. Yeah. Do you get drunk before you perform?
0: No. I never do no. either. I'll have a beer,
2: a beer or two. That's max. How many
0: calories are in drunk? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs>
2: You can just throw it all up, and then you're like, the night never happened. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) (laughs) We're such girls fantasizing about easy vomiting. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, my God. Bikini season. Just vomit. It's EpiCac-free
0: vomit. Yay. Did you ever try EpiCac? No. What's that? Oh, my God. It was like I was bulimic, so... I, but I wasn't a very good bulimic like I had a really hard time making myself throw up and I would go to these OA meetings why am I laughing it's so horrible oh it's great no I would go to OA meetings and I'd see like these really pretty women who were like I throw up eight times a day and I'm like god damn like I can't even do it once you like you can't and get I, the mechanics yeah I, I was still there to like learn how to do it rather than seek recovery <laughs> And
2: <laughs> do you do joke
0: no this is so funny really i don't know i, I see guys fleeing out the comedy club when she starts talking that about is that is so show. funny that you go to meetings to learn how to be bulimic that's hilarious not in, not like intentionally but that's yeah. definitely what i was there for right. and uh, those are the people i <laughs> idolized you know and uh and i had to like buy epicac which is this drug you give if you you take if you swallow poison so you take a little bit and it turns your stomach inside out it's a horrible way to get rid of anything in your stomach but it does a job so that that's like the worst way to be bulimic is to be an epic bulimic <laughs> <laughs> fyi <laughs> to any kids guys, out there everybody please, just learn to do it i take the time i i didn't take the time i was very impatient take the time to learn how to make yourself throw up
2: <laughs> wow how, yeah how long were you bulimic for was it like a serious problem?
0: It, the food thing was a serious problem when I was a teenager, and then I, where I was always like uh, keep it, counting every calorie, keeping track, keeping a diary. I a lot would do of weird things do like that. Yeah, I would, um, I would keep wrappers of food and press them like they were leaves and have a collection. Wow. <laughs> like trophies, you know? Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of weird shit like that, which was more um, mental. Weirdness and then the actual because I was so bad at making myself get rid of food that I had a hard time doing it. So I did. I guess I came up with even weirder workarounds. I used to eat food and chew it. i would eat it, chew it, and spit it out in baggies. That's the thing, would, like you
2: just get the flavor and then you get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'd have like these Ziploc baggies full of food in my car and I'd, I'd get, you know, I'd have like bunches of them at the end of the day and then I'd throw them away. How did you get in over a it? The dumpster therapy and stand-up wow because I, I was sort of just floating i wasn't sure what i was doing very untethered and then when i started doing stand-up i felt like i i'm like oh that's why i want to be alive and then that then that's then when once you, when you have that one thing other things start to clear up a little bit you know that's
2: pretty amazing mm-hmm. yeah S- stand-up is like people don't realize that I mean uh, people just think people are funny and they go on stage but a lot yeah. of people don't realize that it comes from a sad, place of dark terrible places.
0: desperation it really does for
2: me not, I don't think everybody and not everybody but yeah. there. there's a point and you know, I always talk about like that pivotal point when you decide to do stand up or yeah. you realize you're funny and I don't think
0: the tragedy is too far off from that you yeah. know? it's almost like the tragedy leads you to your calling yeah it, it, it you know, uh, like I think if my son becomes a stand-up, I'll just be like, what What did I do wrong? <laughs> like, I, right. you know, the fact that if that's the only way you can get out what you need to get out, you're in a, you're, you've been backed into a terrible corner. That's what I feel like with <laughs> all stand-ups. Like, there's nothing else. You couldn't paint. You couldn't write. You know, just Could write you books. Could you play guitar? Could you just play Could you a do fucking anything? guitar? Improv. Fucking do improv hey, so you have... Improv. Can- Sketch. Relationships with sketch people. Sketching a parking lot. Do you have to be the lone wolf who goes one nighter to one nighter. Like you are a, a serious kind of weirdo, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think it's an outlet for very peculiar, desperate people. It really is. But you know,
2: when it when it can bring you out of the dark place and, yeah. and sort of shed light on that dark place, yeah. and and that's where like I get so annoyed by people who are offended by things that comedians say. Yeah most comedians aren't saying it to be arrogant they're saying it because they have experience with horrible things mm-hmm. and the way that they were able to deal with it
0: was to find humor in yeah, the horrible dark yeah. place that yeah. brought them there and people act like I think like they think stand-up's memoir like you're gonna say exactly what happened to you as a stand-up and it's like no we're we have to make jokes so you know maybe uh maybe you were raped but you're not going to make a direct rape joke about your experience necessarily you're going to go in a different way in a different people, way i find that offensive but you know i'm not this isn't a memoir this isn't total uh, you know right. it's 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 like a novel on stage it's meant to be a little yes, exaggerated it's not, it's not nonfiction exactly and that's almost know? us being considerate Mm-hmm. because the details are too painful. Yeah, like we got to make you fuckers laugh while the checks are going down. Right. So if I'm talking about something that actually happened to me, you know, the jokes are written. That's it that's the skill of stand up yes. too. Is you are taking a kernel, I think a kernel of something that's very true or a very true feeling and then it's a Christmas tree, you're going to hang little jokes all over it, you know. You're going to make it really funny, but it's it's, you know, it, it becomes a different thing once it turns into a bit, you know? Yeah. Isn't it weird how you have a life experience, and then the bit it turns into, it's like it's so, they barely look alike at all. They barely
2: look alike. Yeah. But there's still, you know the essence, and you know yeah. what got you there. Yeah. And it, it, it is interesting that all these jokes come from the real thing happens. Yeah. And then the, port, the part that gets us over it is the exaggeration in our mind. Like, yes. well, what if it was this and this? Yeah. And then we add this, and it becomes almost like a movie each joke is like a movie totally, from the tragedy yeah. And, yeah. and you turn it into this thing that you're like okay now i can deal with it because it's far enough away from what happened yeah but close enough to it
0: that there's truth. truth truth yeah 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 and that's i think also helps you when you know whatever tragedy strikes in your life and will strike you know as long as we live things shit will get be will be pummeled by shit it helps you go Okay, I know how I how I can do this. You know, I know yep. how I can uh, process this thing, this loss, this grief, and turn it into something that you know will work on a Friday Late Show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know
0: how to turn this into a shiny
2: ornament. I'm gonna hang up on my comedy Christmas tree. <laughs> That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. That's amazing.
0: I'm going to come over to your house for Christmas. <laughs> Our Charlie Brown tree. <laughs> What's on top? What's your star? Uh, you know what? Um, in reality, my son, my son's father gets in for Christmas, so I always get the fuck out of town. <laughs> That's when I went to Japan. I'm like, I don't want to be here people celebrate Christmas. I just want to go someplace. Yeah. I was going to go to Japan or Israel. Wow. Because they're, you know. They're but so then I was close. like, wait, that was her first Christmas. Maybe I shouldn't go to Israel. <laughs> don't to Israel. Christmas Yeah, that's where it started. That's, there. <laughs> just be there that's crying where that show started.
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah. Don't go to Israel it's your first Christmas alone. Don't go to Israel if it's your first Christmas alone. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Louis night. So we gonna do everything kind do anything for i do anything for a, well, do anything for a blind and do anything Lori Kilmartin
2: keeping it real. Keeping it real to the end. Got a little insider's view, per se, on the comedy process and what we're thinking on stage. How we're juggling our brains. Uh Lori Kilmartin is great. She's just such a mind and she's so funny you got to check her out she has an upcoming comedy special that she mentioned 45 jokes about my dead dad is what it what it's called it doesn't get any realer than that um it is not out yet but please keep a lookout for it 45 jokes about my dead dad lori Kilmartin. she's just you know one of those comics you're like yeah that's you know she knows what the fuck is up? And she keeps it real. I love that when a comic is on stage and you know who they are. You know, they're not just up there telling jokes, they're up there telling their story, and that just so happens to be funny. And that to me to me that's the essence of comedy. Um I am still gassy for my fucking gym shake. My body's like, What are you doing? What are you doing with this protein? You're you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger, you asshole. I can't believe it's like What am I... I'm just... I'm so sorry. I just want, like, a big booty. (laughs) 45 jokes about my dead booty is what my comedy special is going to be called. Please check her out. Keep your eyes and ears open for Lori Kilmartin. What a delight. Such a delightful person. I I saw something really uh, amazing. I was in New York last week. And one of my friends took me to a screening of a documentary, and it's called The Hunting Ground, and it's about the rape epidemic on college campuses across America. Yeah, shit just got real. I just said the word rape. Everyone's going to, their buttholes are going to clench, and I'm going to get death threats just for saying the word. Um, I am a victim of rape. Uh, That's one of the reasons probably why I got into comedy. And I suggest if anybody has heard of this documentary, The Hunting Ground, go check it out, educate yourselves, get in the know about what's really going down on these college campuses and how the colleges are choosing to deal with it or not deal with it. It's a huge movement that is going to happen and I feel like a lot of different laws are going to be placed into legislation to adjust the way colleges have been dealing with these situations on their campuses so please I mean I, I love listen I love to be jokey and all that stuff obviously I'm a comedian but w- there are certain issues that I hold very true and very close to my heart a pet adoption for one thing because I'm dead inside and I don't want any children so animals fill that void and uh, I'm I, I like to learn about other social issues like rape on campus which is a serious thing so if you go to The Hunting Ground, that's their Twitter handle. That's the documentary. You can find them on Twitter. You can also, if you follow Andrew Cuomo, who's a New York governor, New York state governor, who's very involved in this whole thing, this whole epidemic. And you can go to the foundation. It's a survivor advocacy organization called End Rape on Campus. That's their Twitter handle. And they provide support for anybody who's been a victim of this Horrible crime and anybody who's too afraid to come out or if you feel shame or any of that, you know, if you feel ashamed to speak your story, find these people and there is help for you out there. So I I encourage anybody who has experienced that to look into these things. Look into the documentary, look into Andrew Cuomo, who's really doing some good things with the girls who are a big part of this documentary. Andrea Pino, Pino. I might be saying her last name wrong, which I wouldn't put past me because I have a Syracuse accent and it just butchers everybody's name. She's Andrea, actually, on Twitter, and Annie Clark, who's the other girl who is um, a co-founder of End, Rapist, uh, End Rape on Campus. End rapists. That sounds makes it sound like a world leader. End rape on campus. She's a co-founder of that. Annie Clark. She is a Elizabeth Clark on. Twitter. So, just a little information for you guys. Little uh realness. Got to keep it real. Got to keep it real with the funny. So, yeah, there's there are things out there for people who suffer horrible things and so don't feel like you're alone. There's support for you out there. I'm here for you. Hell, if you're if you're a rape victim, send me an email. I'll I'll make you laugh and I'll shed some light on it as much as I can. I'll be there for you. Um, let's see. How where do we go from rape? Let's go into some horror movies. <laughs> I didn't really watch too many this week because you know honestly watching that documentary just really I was like this is enough horror for me for one week so I didn't I actually was one week that I didn't watch a horror movie because of the realness of that documentary um but I did rewatch one movie before that called Pontypool which is a fun one it's kind of like a zombie movie and it, it's it's got that sort of essence to it so check it out it's really well done and it's only shot in one location, which I love when movies are like that. To me, that opens up so much opportunity for it to be horrible or really well done. If a movie can exist in one sort of scene, that it's really reliant upon the actors and the script to bring it to life. So they, that all things considered, they really knock it out of the park. So just check that out. <clears throat> check, check those two movies out. Check out the documentary about rape and check out the movie about zombies okay terror all around on sharp tongue podcast today sharp tongue show she see i gotta get used to it i gotta get used to saying sharp tongue show um time for questions you people asked a lot of questions this week and a lot of repeats but you know what i don't care if you guys have asked me questions before i'm gonna answer them okay bobby jack that's a weird name dude what do you think about male virgins i don't know are you projecting have you never had a vagina before? And you know what? I don't have anything against male virgins. Aren't we all virgins at some point? What do you, th- what do you mean male virgins? Everybody's... If you're a male, you're a virgin until you fuck. Do you mean grown-ass men who are virgins? You got to redo your question, Bobby Jack. You need to be more specific. I don't have time to be fucking around here. <clears throat> okay. Jason Newland. How do you like your pineapples? You know how I like them, Jason. You're obviously you're asking the question because you know it's and it's an inside joke. Anybody who knows me, you either know about pineapples or you don't, so you'll have to come to a show to find out about the pineapples. Patrick Palastro, are you really from Syracuse? Yeah, whoa, yes, I am Patrick. Can't you tell Can't you tell by this accent that I am from Syracuse, New York? um Hashim ibn Sharif. Yo, I think I just knocked that name out of the park. There's no way I didn't pronounce that perfectly. He asks, Ferrari or Camaro? Oh, that's tough, buddy. That's tough. Those are two different lifestyles. I'm going to have to go Ferrari. Oh, I hate to say it, but half of me wants a Camaro. Can I can I just like do Ferrari in the summer and Camaro in the winter? Can we like meet halfway, bruh? Can you meet me halfway? Um, let's see, Clay Hutcherson, when are you coming to the DC Improv? You know what, Clay, I don't know when I'm going to be there next, but if you go to com, all my tour dates are on there. I'm sure I'm there before the end of the year. I'm pretty sure. And if I'm not, I'll come there and, and you can take me to coffee just for that. Elias Herrera, who has asked me questions before, is making love to a comedian all jokes and clowns or... This is when they're serious. I'm going to guess there's a little translation going on there. Um, I hope there's no clowns in the room when I'm fucking Elias, personally. Because that would be scary as shit. Why is there a clown in the corner? This isn't a children's party, okay? My vagina is older than most of the kids in this kid's party. And why am I having sex sex at an eight-year-old's birthday party? Is that That's the only justification for having a clown in the room. Is I went to someone else's kid's party, and I was like, yo, that clown is kind of hot. I'm going to take him upstairs. What the hell? Kimberly Reese says, when did you say, I'm going to be a comedian? And what did your parents think about becoming a comedian? Good question. We can uh, end it on that. I, I'm i going to have to say, I decided, I didn't know that I was going to be a comedian, but when I was making my sister laugh when I was a kid, I just filled me with pure joy and purpose as like an 8 or 9 year old kid maybe even younger than than that you know i think it was even younger than that i just remember making my sister laugh and i loved driving her nuts i loved just being able to make her vulnerable because there's something vulnerable in in making somebody laugh you're essentially letting their guard down and they're showing you what moves them because when you make somebody laugh you're 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 connecting with them on a personal level and obviously my sister and I know each other personally so that aside it was amazing but when you're able to do that as a comedian and connect with people you know like what Lori and I were talking about it's just there's something really powerful and kind of beautiful to be able to take these serious subjects these painful subject matters, you know, like bulimia, and and in my case, I have jokes about rape, and and, and things about that, like, you take these horrible things that happen in our lives, and we're able to really look at them from a different perspective, and take power over them, essentially, finding funny and horrible scenarios, and horrible events that occur to a lot of people, you're taking power over it, And, and you're, you're, you're able to, to, Survive knowing that you're gonna be okay because you're you're dealing with it. So to me, that's a a a beautiful thing about being a comedian. And my sister, definitely, I always tell her to this day that she was you know my first audience member. And and, you know, to me, that's like every time I see her, I always think like this is the first person I can remember in my life making laugh. Yeah, like I literally think. She was the first person I remember making laugh. So I think that's definitely got to be one of the reasons why I just continue to want to do it. And even when I see her today as an adult, I love making her laugh because <laughs> it's gut laughter. I get her so deep and in, in her gut and nothing, I have to be on. nothing feels better than that. That is a drug. And when I do that, it gives me strength to go out and do shows on the weekends and do it for complete strangers. When I can make my sister laugh, I'm like, okay, I still got it. It's like, you know, an older lady putting on makeup and an outfit and taking a lap around the block and she gets a couple dudes to look at her and she goes back home because she knows she's like, all right, I got this shit. I got this. I know I still got it. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's, that's probably why I wanted to become a comedian. And I actually ended up finding a really cool interview on CNN. I think it was on CNN or CBS News with Jerry Seinfeld talking about stand-up comedy and sort of like an insider's um uh, in, in, an inside view on what it's like to be a comedian and, and what is going through our head when we're on stage and it's just a really cool look into the mind of a comic especially coming from somebody so iconic as Jerry Seinfeld so I thought it was pretty dope I appreciate you guys tuning in this week to Sharp Tongue Show I'm Jesse May your host. Your whore host? your horse. horsed. I'm a horse. I'm a hoary horse. Um, I'm going to be talking about hoary horses next week with Adam Ray. And you can catch me, jessymay.com, the Jess America Tour. Please look me up. Come out to a show. I do meet and greets after. I can't wait to meet you all. Thank you for supporting this show. I'll check you on the flip side.
3: What is it that drives comedians? The laugh. Simple as that. Simple as that. The moment of laughter is, an, uh, is just a pure weightless moment of existence uh-huh. and, uh, just, and getting to that place where you can hear it, get it, give it, just, you just want to be around it. Mm-hmm. What does it take to be a successful comedian? You, you have to be a kind of ruthless person in some form. A most... relentless, yeah. ruthless person. I... That cannot be taught. That is, you can slap me night after night after night, I'm going to keep coming back. And then when I get you in the corner, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> so it's very, it's like a boxer. Yeah. You know? There's a, there's a kill instinct also that a good comedian has kill meaning that that you know you have an audience in trouble yeah you know they're getting into this Mm -hmm. and then you start to pour it on and then I'm gonna now I'm gonna really hurt them Mm -hmm. you know there's an energy and there's a because you are a you are outnumbered (laughs) <laughs> dramatically, you it makes know. You sound like but you're at war. Oh, you know, it's totally war. It is. It's totally war. And so, when you get an advantage over a, 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 a foe that's really got the advantage over you, yeah. and then you, then then there's a certain bloodlust. You, you make <laughs> you make the audience sound like the enemy. They're not the enemy, but they will not. They, they won't hesitate to take your life, should that be necessary. I
1: can't wait much been
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.